0: Sign up for a Discord channel where sometimes we have people that don't like to say <laughs> nice things. <laughs> they also say, you know what? I'm
1: going to tell you the truth, Dave. I lost my, you, this happened to you. I lost my code for like
0: two months, but I got back in today. I'm mixing it up. I saw, <laughs> I think that was a uh, manufactured drama, like the WWF.
1: <laughs> it was absolutely not. I legitimately
0: lost my codes and I found them. I want to, there's sometimes when things get spoken, I want to really respond. But you can't. <laughs> and it makes it, it is infuriating. And this person knows it. But whatever. Anyway, join the Discord to understand what we're talking yeah. about. Whatever.
1: <laughs> MajorDomoMedia.com. There's a link to join the Discord. Be part of the community that Jake is
0: talking about. It sounds like my great-grandfather that became a raging communist. <laughs> just just join the Discord. And I'm a great-grand-uncle. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that worked out great. <laughs> and, uh, and then if, you, if you're a fan of capitalism, you can buy things on discount mm-hmm. via Discord channel, discount codes for athletic brewing, Cometeer coffee, any day, cookware, and all things Momofuku at shop.momofuku.com. Um, chocolate bar, delicious. Coming soon.
1: I got to get a taste of this thing. It really
0: is. I did try last night Bar Bianco. I mean, Bianco Bar.
1: What's Bianco Bar? Chris
0: Bianco has a chocolate bar.
1: Oh, he's yeah. great. God damn it. <laughs> so good. That guy. I ate the rest of that caramelized white chocolate bar we were eating, <laughs> but I long for what you're
0: talking about. It looks about. like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we'll, we'll just get on to the show. Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Demo Media. Thank you a lot, Tango, as always. I don't know why people that listen to us and just downright hate us. can then, is it is it Stockholm syndrome or is it um, Schopenhauer? Is it what <laughs>
1: <Schof and Freud.
0: laughs> Why they hate us? What are you talking about? Are you talking? What have what you been seeing? I mean, we got to address the. We almost dedicated two podcasts to the fifty. The, the restaurant that will never happen in our oh, lifetime. I been
1: seeing it, what's been happening? Oh my god! Are people fucking pissed about it? Oh, yeah. They're pissed. Yeah. Oh, my God. We probably
0: need to edit out that intro.
1: <laughs> People are upset about our $50,000 restaurant, which, again, we have put out into the world as a as a thought exercise to possibly lift up the entire restaurant industry. People are mad at us.
0: I, I have to just say, the, the disgustingness of the idea is not lost on us. <laughs> Once again, we're not rooting for a $50,000 restaurant meal. My God. I, I have no words anymore. I mean, all I'm asking for is this. And, and can someone give me a thoughtful explanation as to why food needs to be cheaper? Mm-hmm. And anything that is expensive in comparison to other pieces of art, I'm not, take away, I mean, we can give everyone the point that it's gross, it's disgusting, it's the worst form of capitalism, you know, the best of the worst economic systems, et cetera, et cetera. But can someone give me a reason why the best of food needs to be cheaper than the best of everything else? Yes. Nobody can do it.
1: Yes. And once again, to be clear, we are saying what what the, the thought exercise is what if the very best, the best, we're not talking about every restaurant, we're talking about the best restaurant in your town. We're not talking about the best, unless you happen to live in the best restaurant town in the world. What if the very best meal that was available for humans to eat at a restaurant cost $50,000? Well,
0: it could be $100,000. It's some fucking stupid number. Yeah. But what we don't need are more platitudes about capitalism and the the errors of the uber rich.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if 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 like the capitalist if like the anti-capitalist argument is standing up for $600 meals? Like, what are we even talking about? <laughs> like, that's not
0: the point. And we're not saying this is good. It's simply interesting to talk about something that is more than likely not going to happen, but it's a discussion that hasn't really happened, which is, I think, honestly, someone wants to be a gadfly. We've done it, and now people are talking about it. Anyway, moving on. The one thing that I, I didn't anticipate having to deal with is... um All of this talk that I made with Costco, I didn't realize the New York Post and all these publications are, yeah, I got a lot of inbound yesterday. I mean, why do you hate Costco chicken? I didn't say that. I said it's it's really great value and it's not as delicious when it's cold. These are all true things. And I love Costco.
1: These are all true things. (laughs) Also, those chickens are ginormous. (laughs) I just, I
0: don't get it. Yeah. But now a lot of comments like, what the fuck? Why do you hate Costco chicken? I didn't realize how many people consider things like maybe the New York Post. as I love the New York Post, too. Don't get me wrong. New York Post actually inbound about the Costco chicken thing. We're just talking about Costco chicken and saying it's... They're even commenting about the people waiting to get it. I I, I just want anyone to realize if you're... Because I think every one of these people that wrote those articles or similar said... We, we reached out to Costco for comment. I'm like, for fuck's please sake. Don't, please don't reach out to Costco for comment. <laughs> don't pull quote this. I'm saying I love Costco. I'm blown away. I'm going to continue to shop there. I just don't think the chicken is all that. I agree with that. It could be better. But listen, this is my opinion. Clearly, they don't need my fucking opinion.
1: I mean, as evidenced by the fact that there are better rotisserie chickens out there.
0: Anyway... Um, we were talking about restaurants, plumbing, and EMPs, not in the restaurant, but the electromagnetic pulse, yeah. and my general doom and gloom sense of the end of days, and uh, we are temporarily recording at a place, a new place, and we just found out, because it's been raining so much in Southern California, that there is poo-poo water at the studio. Yeah. Not our studio, We haven't even filmed there yet, but we now have to find a new place to film.
1: Our temporary home has been inundated with poo-poo water. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And I've gotten, in the last day, my friends have been texting me from Northern California where the rains have moved, and uh, i got a few friends who are floating around in poo-poo water up there, too, unfortunately.
0: So, we weren't planning all this, but I said, hey, to Chris, can we get someone that is an expert on sewage and sanitation? I would love to just... Pick their brains, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what we did, Chang. Noel reached out to that
1: aforementioned Discord community, and somebody was like, "I happen to have a friend who knows all about sewage and poo poo water," and uh, we found somebody, and her name is Mary Lee, and I think she's she's standing by to talk to us right now and answer some of these poo poo water questions that we've that have been uh, burning a hole in our brains. Mary Lee, are you there? I'm here. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh,
1: Mary Lee, we, so we reached us. I'm sorry. Remind remind us of the the Discord friend who, who actually knows this crazy <laughs> show who connected you to us.
2: Oh, it's my good friend, Ellen. She's a longtime fan and never been a guest. So uh, I get the honor. So thank you so much.
1: Well, if Ellen knew something about poopoo water, then maybe we
0: would have her on. <laughs> but uh, what is it that you do?
2: So I am uh, like a 25 plus year. Um, Environmental professional, how's that? I do environmental wastewater uh, treatment.
0: How did you choose that? Heaven profession.
2: <laughs> I don't know very many people who choose the profession. There are a few. It was a
0: calling, uh, but uh, <laughs> the profession chooses you. Yes, it was a calling to become <laughs> a sanitation sewage water expert.
2: Oh, an environmental environmental
0: analyst. Yeah, Marilia, you have to understand. I am completely blown away that you're an expert in this field because I love that someone can go down a rabbit hole and be an expert in something that I just find that to be incredible.
1: Yeah, especially something, Chang, that is like literally affects every single one of us all the time and we all choose not to be experts in it
0: all. Can you, in a sentence or two, describe what it is that you exactly do?
2: So as you guys were mentioning plumbing – it's all the water that you use inside of a building. So it could be your home, your office, your school, a building, whatever, a gymnasium and all businesses around anything, any water that's indoors in the, in where I am. The majority of the um, plumbing here and, um, and this particular part of the country where I am, the water will then go into the sanitary sewer collection system and then it travels to the wastewater treatment plant. Now there are certain areas where they have what's called a combined system. So this is where it gets yucky, where when you have heavy rain and the rainwater mixes with the sewage water in the same pipe, the volume of rainwater is so excessive that it can't be treated. And then that undisturbed untreated water is like discharged into the receiving bodies of water so thankfully that doesn't happen where i live which is that happens in
0: new york city all the time when it rains yeah correct exactly yeah now i've heard that was the case in new york for forever right when it rains be careful because there's poo water that's going into the hudson yeah effectively like how is it that in 2023 we can't prevent that from happening well,
2: part of it is is like our forefathers. Like I'm just lucky in the community that I'm in, that they did separate systems. So our rainwater is separate, or stormwater, I should say, is separate from our sanitary sewer water. But most of the country, it was like a combined thing. They're like, oh, it all goes down one drain, let it rip.
1: And <laughs> so back in the day, when like they're building New York, basically they were just like, yeah, what should we do with all this? Yeah, eh, put it in the river, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And there's no way to change it. It's the the plumbing is never going to change.
2: Well, it the Volume of rain just can't be contained. That's the problem. Mm.
0: Yeah, and and legitimately, I mean, so yeah, you could disconnect underground. It. There's just nowhere for the water to go because it's all going in the same place with the sewage water. So it right. backs up, overflows, and goes on the street and pours out into the ocean.
2: Yeah. Holy hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: when the I mean, how, you could how close do? it.
2: On. You could close it so yeah, so that only the wastewater goes to the wastewater. But I don't know why they haven't decided to do that. That's,
0: you know. How is it possible that everyone that eats fish does not get sick from (laughs) poo water that enters the ocean? If it happens pretty much every day, how does it not just, Ha, well, you have I, I, that, ha.
2: ti- it's amazing that there is that tidal flush. So have you ever experienced where you go to the beach and it would, there would be a sign like no swimming today. The, you know, the water is sure. contaminated. Well, people around here always used to think, oh, it was from overflows from the sewage treatment plant because true that was the way it, it was but currently that's not the issue now when it rains all of that rainwater is actually contaminated with fecal matter from all the animals that are out there lovely and so they close the beaches automatically after one inch of rain and they know it has to be closed for 24 hours for the tidal flush to take it out so you say come, how come you don't get sick. It's like you can't fish or you can't shellfish during those times after a high rain flow. They just know you have to give the organism. Shellfish
0: are uh, filters.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, so, so you're, you're saying at the end of the day, the thing that like makes it okay, more or less to continue to like swim in the ocean, eat things from the ocean. is just that there's like so much water in the ocean that like, our poo poo just floats away at some point
2: <laughs> <laughs> remember that old saying solution to pollution is dilution
1: oh my god i don't remember
2: that
1: <laughs> saying, but that's oh, that's crazy
0: it's crazy and uh is is europe like this as well do you know like the european cities i,
2: I don't know that much have... about europe but you have to watch out in when you start to go like south like southern hemisphere south america caribbean areas um
0: so a lot of, yeah. in, in a place where they're running a single sewage system that backs up when it rains, what, what would you not do in a specific town area?
2: Oh, well, you know, the biggest problem, and you did mention Europe, and they do do this there. One of the things in America that everyone does is throw anything and everything down the toilet because they think it's just a garbage can. So if you ever notice when you travel or you fly, there's always those signs on the back of the, the, the stall that says, you know, throw the paper in the garbage. And I always like... What the hell? Who throws toilet paper in the garbage? But that, the reason is because their plants are not designed to handle that. Because they know if there's going to be a backup, I guess it's you know it's going to cause a clog.
1: So what's all of those the, what's paper the worst products thing that you can do as like an average person living in America. What's like the worst thing I can be cramming into
2: my toilets or sinks? The fats, oils, and grease. Number one. You know a little something about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. That and then you combine that, but then you combine that with those wipes. Everyone uses those sanitizing wipes. Thank you, COVID, for everything. And like the two of those things together, they cause what's been called fatbergs in the sewer
1: systems. Mm -hmm. I've been called fatberg too, (laughs) but it's it's
0: cool. It's cool. It is amazing to me how many people pour grease right down the drain. It's bad. I mean, that's how I know why I need to change my lifestyle because of my heart. You know what I mean? When I just got everything checked out, I was like, oh yeah, I've cleaned a lot of, uh, cleaning grease traps is (laughs) the smell is, um, something like you've never smelled before. It's effectively rotting fat, smell so explain
1: so you so explain the grease trap like mechanically like, what is the grease trap in a restaurant actually like how does the grease end up
0: in the grease so trap? Uh, no matter what no, even if you're not pouring grease down your drain regardless much like your heart even if you eat healthy regardless you're going to have plaque buildup because that's just what happens there's fats and everything this. yeah when you wash you know the residual things it just gets there and the way it, it, it works is the way the water flows, and I think the way it, it just weighs out. I don't even know exactly, having cleaned it a bunch. I've always thought to myself, I don't know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't collect all of it, but it's the first sort of uh, defense to prevent fat from going down the public drain. Got it. And it collects and collects and collects and different, depending on how large your restaurant is especially in New York, that's a big thing. You want to have the biggest, baddest ass grease trap humanly possible. I always ask, two things I always ask. Whatever the air conditioning unit is, if we can get like 10X that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that size, and give us the m- biggest possible grease trap humanly possible. And cleaning it
1: is still a matter of just getting down, laying on
0: your stomach, reaching it.. And even arm. though there are people that do this, uh, you know, couple weeks, that maintenance, they'll, they'll just suck it out. Mm. many times you have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I have done that. It's actually so much that I've blocked it out. Right. Can Would you agree, Marilyn? that's one of the worst things is that when you see that collection of fat?
2: You know, you can imagine I see so many disgusting things at work every day. But <laughs> when I see the grease like that, it looks like vomit to me. And that is just the worst to me. It's vomit. It literally
0: looks like white. It's vile. Decomposing sludge fat. I mean, with, it looks like. With pieces of corn and yeah.
2: carrots in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I literally just, just dry heaved in my mouth. Um, it's not just the visual, it is that stench for anybody that knows. If you don't know, you will never fucking know. Mm, but if you do know, fat. it is mm, a specific smell. And and you know it, you know it immediately that something's wrong. You can just smell it, and you're like, mm, "This is going to be a tough day. <laughs> this is going to be a tough, tough it's the day.
1: smell of a tough day.
0: Yeah, smell <laughs> of a tough day."
1: Mary Lee, do you feel like uh, when you started your work, like, were, did you already have like a a pretty strong disposition, like a pretty strong like you could you can deal with gross looking and smelling stuff?
2: as a kid i had to condition myself to get into the field so first i was afraid of needles and there i went into healthcare. go figure right i had to overcome that and so then when i went to this career um it wasn't too bad by by then i was already over
0: it but yeah what's the biggest fatberg you've ever seen
2: (laughs) oh my god we we did we we had one in our system here and uh it was like four where's, feet where's wide. Where is here for you? It's like four feet wide. We're in Connecticut. It was about four feet wide, and it did make it all the way through the si- the system and came up on our bar screens. The bar screen's the first thing that you, um, the first part of the process. When you it had it a
1: four-foot-wide fatberg that
0: floated through yes. <laughs> the, on the screen. <laughs> and was it, a co- it Was it like a, like a comet, I've learned, because I'm reading all this stuff with my son, is a collection of minerals and dust and... There's like many different ways. It's just a cosmic ball of garbage. Yeah. Really. That's super cold. <laughs> Is a fat a collection of things that don't decompose down the drain? So tampons, paper towels, wipes, and fat. Those are the only things that really don't decompose. Uh, and they don't, just
2: don't forget Coney Island whitefish. Ooh. <laughs> What's that?
0: God.
2: You guys don't know?
0: Tell us. I want to
2: vomit in my mouth.
1: Oh my god! Oh my
2: god! (laughs) Trojans condoms. Oh Oh, god!
1: Island whitefish. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, Marilyn. People who work in your field must have the gnarliest sense of
0: humor. That's. Oh my god! I'm crying and vomiting in my mouth simultaneously. That was like just really hard. (laughs) All that rubber. Um. So it 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 just merges forces and turns into a monster
2: yeah
1: katamari damacy for the nerds out there yeah it's just yeah. a giant ball of
2: everything in its way. <laughs> where does that go well that's a whole nother industry believe it or not you know i mean Fat we have to collect it and then it has to be hauled away somewhere but uh, you know people re render that and use it as a fuel now believe it or not just Whoa. like the restaurant grease, right? It's sold for, you know, it can be... Biofuels
1: and stuff. But you were just saying, okay, so, so Chang and I were speculating about all of this, actually. Like, I am a trillion questions. We were just basically, from the very top, we were like, what happens to all this water? What happens to the waste, to the poo, the stuff you, like, garbage disposal, all this stuff? You just alluded to something. The first line of fence is literally just like a mesh yeah. something, fence it's called or a bar something screen. that catches yeah. this stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that must look insane. <laughs> what That Thing Catches must be insane, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. It used to be open screen so we could see it. We would catch, like, toys, toothbrushes. Um, our, everyone's favorite was cash. You would definitely find wads of cash on the bar screen. But now they just retrofitted everything, and it's, like, all closed, and it goes into a grinder and chews it all up. So takes all of our fun away. We're, we're very bummed. <laughs>
1: and then like is the idea that water all the water i flush down the toilet or or flush down my sink is that where is that going generally is it coming back to me is it coming back to my sink in some way or is it going out to the ocean going out to the i mentioned
2: before to someone that um you guys in california have a program called toilet to tap so you should check where they're doing that they are recycling wastewater in parts of california and you know re whatever, repurposing it for drinking water.
0: That's why the pizza is so good at it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like, is that surprising to you? I, I guess- No, in, it makes uh, me feel like I live on a space station. My,
1: but no, like, <laughs> in really? my mind, I thought that that was what was just generally happening. It was kind of mind blowing to think that, like water is basically single use.
0: So if you have a house that is non-septic tank, and if, for those that don't know, septic tank is basically your closed loop system. Right? Mm-hmm. And you got to take care of it yourself. We're not talking about that. But if you're in a place where there's a centralized collection of water from your house, your your office, your workplace, it all gets drained and gets sent to uh, a central place, correct, Mary Lee? Yep.
2: Yeah. So it's a wastewater treatment plant. And let me just tell you that it's, people used to call it a sewage treatment plant, right? Then we were kindly called wastewater treatment plants. Now they're going to be called.
0: Water resource recovery facilities. That's pretty dope. I like that. Dude. Yeah. Well, can, can, so if I'm in a neighborhood, of like a, a, a collection of houses, and everyone has their plumbing and it goes down, and you sort of see that same sort of pattern of houses and these giant sprawling suburbs or cities, whatever, it all, all of the plumbing is underground and it's going many, many miles. It could be. Yeah. And how big are these central? Tubes. The the pipes? The, the pipes? Uh, they're like
2: 36 they inches like, or is so. It like yeah. Oil? Six inches? 36, 36. 36, 36 42. You know, it all depends. So a human being could fit in it.
0: Yeah. If needed. You Water could. slide.
2: <sighs>
0: Are you thinking about Ninja Turtling? No, I'm thinking about, <laughs> you know, Shawshank Redemption right now.
1: <laughs> Just escape plants.
0: Uh, so it, it, it then gets the mesh collects whatever, and then it goes where?
2: So the one thing, Dave, is how does it get here, right? It travels by gravity. You want to use gravity as much as you can because Uh it's free, we always say, right? So the water will travel by gravity, underground there's few places obviously where you can't then you have like a lift station but the majority of the water travels you know free flowing and so the angle is really important to keep the velocity going because if you slow down the velocity what's going to happen all that particulate will start to settle so it's actually kind of not complicated but it's a lot of things that have to be right to get it all to us. You know, without
0: complications. So you're you're effectively a cardiologist. Yes, isn't it amazing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at as a comp. You're a cardiologist for for (laughs) the for the for the city's arteries. Yeah, for the city's arteries. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for your service. Yeah. First responder. So then it gets it gets into a giant tank and a processing facility and you add a bunch of chemicals to it. No. See,
2: that's the misconception. So first we have the bar screen, right? Then that that screened water will go to a settling tank. Then you take out all the solids. That's the stuff that eventually gets called sludge. And then what's left, I wish I had samples with me today I would show you. It just looks like Please dirty <laughs> dirty dishwater. Imagine you know what dirty dishwater looks like. That's what the water looks like, is dirty dishwater. So the question is, how do you clean that? Then that goes into what's called secondary treatment. But what's interesting is, and this is what kind of goes along with your question of like what happens in the rest of the world. So before the Clean Water Act, the way wastewater was treated was all that was done was primary treatment, which is the screening and the settling. And then you would have that dirty dishwater that would then be treated with chlorine and that would be sent out to the sound. And that caused all sorts of different types of pollution, which was unpleasant. So then the Clean Water Act came in and actually this is a great time to have a conversation. Uh, Clean Water Act is now 50 years old, yay, right? So um, there's lots of different celebrations about that. But anyway, the Clean Water Act said, now you have to do what's called secondary treatment. And so secondary treatment is biological treatment, believe it or not. And that's kind of like where I come in because I'm a biologist. So it's actually microorganisms that treat the water. And this was... um Developed in, yeah, it was developed in Europe. And I believe so going back to your European question there. So the combination of the food from the wastewater, the organisms that are present. And then the only thing we do is monitor oxygen levels. It's like a giant fish tank. It's like a bubbling brown blue brew (laughs) is what it looks like. It's like literally looks like the Willy Wonka River, like with big bubbles in it. That's what it looks like. That's the treatment, the aeration tank. Um, And those organisms just go to town and take all of the uh, contaminants out of the water.
0: Um, Do they get bigger and stronger?
2: (laughs) No, (laughs) they just multiply.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They just multiply
2: like exponentially so that we can't keep them all. Can't keep them all. Got to waste them. We, we have a certain amount I that wonder, you can so that's, recycle.
0: So a microbial action happens, cl- yeah. cleans, the, cleans the water, and that gets sent back to our taps in our homes.
2: It could. Not, it, not on the East Coast, but it, obviously in some parts of the West Coast. What happens on is, the East
0: Coast? What happens
3: then?
2: just goes right into the um, receiving bottle of, body of water. Because we haven't
0: experienced enough droughts yet, I think. Well, So what do you mean? It goes to a receiving body of water, like a reservoir? No, like no, it
2: would be like a river or it, it could be a river, mostly Long Island Sound or the, Atl- uh, the Atlantic, right? So, I mean, knowing,
0: knowing so we're dumping know. the water back into Mother Nature clean.
2: Yeah, but it's clean. Oh, my God. I wish I, again, I wish I had a sample to show you. It it looks like
0: crystal water. Under wall. a microscope, it's just got nothing but good. Nothing you would drink it. it. It's good good drinking water.
2: Do you remember that crazy show Fear Factor? I would mm-hmm. drink yeah.
0: it. <laughs> To him. Now, in uh, Southern California, where there's droughts, this is the water that comes back to us.
2: It can be, yeah,
0: In certain places, I guess.
2: Yeah. It's amazing, though. It's amazing.
0: Those little buggers do the good work. (laughs) I mean, because if if you taste the water in Las Vegas, it always tastes funny.
2: (laughs) There's a lot of of water recycling going on, I think, around there. It's
1: really funny. The microorganisms don't drink all that yard long margarita, they just let it go back into the taps. (laughs) Mary Lee, I have a I have a question for for uh, to put Dave's mind at ease, or maybe to make him more anxious than ever. So his a fear that he expressed on a recent podcast was that, and to, you know, you just said like plumbing in cities works on gravity, yeah. But Dave has it in his mind
0: that if hey, Sam, we gotta back this up, <laughs> <laughs> one of my really not pastimes but a hobby that I try not to spend too much time on, but I certainly do, is I like to...
1: A vice of yours.
0: Yeah, you know, I like to keep track of things that are going to end civilization, like natural disasters, supervolcanoes, comets, asteroids, electromagnetic pulses from the sun. I'm not worried about anything else, really. On the cosmic level, those are the things that preoccupy my mind sometimes. And I was told or I read that, potential solar flare if big enough could knock out our electrical grid and we will not have sanitation anymore you can't flush your toilet is that true
2: well all of the equipment is run on electricity so all of our pumps down at the plant everything's run on electricity so yeah so
1: so i wouldn't be able to flush anymore maybe one more
2: flush (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends what kind of a, a tank you have for flushing, right? Do you have the kind that it fills up and then you you hit the yeah, lever yeah, yeah. and the so plunger it's like a lets it go? Force That's form, gravity, right? Yeah. right? But do you have a different kind of a flush that has like a flushometer that uses pressure? Then you're like, yeah, you might not be able to
0: flush But eventually,
1: what you're saying is like the plant would shut down. Eventually, no more water is getting
0: through. And, and it's just. The, like, all of the American civilization is like New York City then. It's just like every day is like rainwater then.
2: Like, water, public sanitation, people take it for granted, but seriously, like, that's the reason we have, like, the economy and health that we have.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm, 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 so I'm not wrong. I'm telling you, this is a legitimate thing.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't disagree.
0: People need to take this more seriously. <gasps> I mean, I'm not, I I feel like Noah and Noah's Ark, like, we got to figure out a new way to take care of the electricity for our sanitation grid. What, what do we do? I mean, there's got to be people in your field that are trying to figure out ways to protect this from happening, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The cybersecurity is big, but we're, we can all go on generator, but do you remember what was it after Sandy? And then you couldn't get um, fuel for the generators. We were worried that we weren't going to be able to get fuel for the um, 6,000 gallon fuel tank that we had on on site. Real
0: anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Freaking him out Mary. You're freaking (laughs) him out. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because I've, I've seen what life is like with backed up plumbing. It's you know? ugly. It's ugly. If, if you are a business owner in New York City, you have seen it. If you're a ground floor tenant, you have seen it. And it doesn't have to rain a lot. It just has to rain a lot in a short period of time for things to get backed up. And one of those days was literally like two weeks before we opened up the noodle bar, 163 First Avenue. We just cleaned everything. And it was a torrential downpour for like 30 minutes but there was like five feet of water downstairs mm-hmm. because it was my first, I, what I didn't check was the the, sunk, the sink pump and I didn't check the grease trap. I didn't even know where that was located. It was my first time and there was just all this water. What happened was the plug short-circuited mm-hmm. because the outlet for the pump
1: was underwater.
0: Was underwater. My God. <laughs> my God. So what? Ha- this pump takes any excess water and puts it back into that main system and just pumps it out. <laughs> so, so, so there I am. I'm like, okay, wh- what do you do here? I'm the only person that knows where it is. Who, you're who are you want to call some s- superhero to just go down there and figure Gosh. it out. So, you have to like, Take we got a strip. shop vac. You're taking this water out, you're putting it down the toilet, you're doing whatever you can to get to a level where. And so, the water that I was, I, I sort of seen this water, right? It does look like dirty dishwater, yeah, but it's not. That water was pure poo water, correct? And I swam in it. <laughs> well, at least you survived. But it's it's poo water plus everything else. Oh, yeah, because
2: don't forget, it's also now combined with storm water, which has uh, oils from the cars, gasoline, right? Pet waste, bur- pigeon waste out there,
0: everything. People and I definitely in- swam it in Hurricane Sandy. That was just the yeah. worst.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Here's a question. Is it uh, what okay, no fats or oils, but other organic stuff. Is that all chill for me to put into my food di- pro- not a food processor, garbage disposal? Yeah, what happens to the garbage disposal?
2: Well, now there's a movement to like it? there's a movement to like you know use that to compost.
0: So so all the gar- all the trash I mean garbage disposal does is puree it and then sends it down sends to you. it down yeah. so it can go into the 36 inch pump.
2: Yeah, but then it gets oh, to it. feed the organisms. So you feel like you're. Your so feet- it's not
0: bad. So I'm not doing
1: anything. If I'm just like noodles and rice and <laughs> veggies can all go down there, it's it's more or less okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm genuinely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> she confirmed your EMP fears. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I was. I was hoping to be wrong there. But what leads me to great concern besides the cyber attacks, right? And that's one way. And I, you know, you can really triple a country. God, you. Have, this is a we're spiraling. <laughs> What else, other than the cyber attack? I mean, I, I'm worried about a world without air conditioning, even though it's terrible for the environment. I I'm, I run hot. <laughs> now, what ha- what what are some of the things you hear, whether it's a generator or not? Like, how do we keep this running in the event of an EMP? So far, it's really it's just the generator power, but there are some
2: now. There there's ways that they're trying to make plants self sustaining, um, so that the energy used is also brought back, you know, like, so we can, you know, t- work off oh, the methane gas or something like that, like turn oh, a turbine
1: or like turn a turbine. The, yeah. Right. Can the flow of the water, like the yeah. hydroelectric
2: wow, that's interesting.
1: Now,
0: are these public or private companies that deal with the, the sanitation <laughs> Most of water?
2: utilities are, are, um, you know, they used to all be public, but I had to, like, take that back for a second. But more and more private companies have taken them over, too. So there is some privatization that goes on, too.
1: you know what's interesting to me? I did not prep Mary Lee for the EMP question, but she was like,
0: ready know, to she, that clearly she, it's her thing. field. You know that this is a
1: thing, right? But like Come not just her field. like she seems to have put some thought into, like, what happens when those I, are,
0: listen times. I'm a big
2: you, fan of ancient aliens and all of that stuff. So <laughs> You, you got, I'm a
0: nerd. Is it, is, do, so do you and your colleagues talk about what would happen if an EMP, a solar flare event happened? Sometimes. Is that like the worst case scenario for our sanitation? It could, I'm serious. If you can't get
2: the power, if there's some way that that power doesn't work, it it, it would be bad.
0: Fear confirmed. <laughs> this is this is just the worst news I could possibly have had. Oh
1: no! Well, I think I'm I'm heartened. I'm heartened by the toilet tap talk. I'm going to look into like how much of that is happening because it's like that's the shocker for me. I didn't realize this sounds stupid to everybody else that water is single. Like I just thought like oh this is going to come back. I didn't know like when I pour it makes sense now why drought matters. <laughs> I pour something down the sink that ain't coming back. That's just going into a river somewhere. Yeah. No. I got I to make. Hmm.
0: Is there anything that you would like the audience and the listenership to know to to be to, to better live their lives?
1: Or to make your life better. Yes. Other than no
0: more fat down. The like drain. a cardiologist. You should not <laughs> eat bacon anymore and like, you uh-huh. need to exercise and stop smoking cigarettes. What is the doctor's advice? Doctor Doctor Mary Lee. No, wh-
2: don't be what afraid of tap advice? water, I would say. Like you were saying, you were worried about your wastewater coming back. It's you know, don't be afraid of tap water. They're completely separate systems generally.
0: You know, one one thing I wanted to ask in in California, if you just don't have a, a water softener or a, a salt thing that we have in our home, you know, salt blocks. Yeah. What does that do to prevent the water from being chalky? Because a lot of the water, if it's untreated in your home, it tastes weird, and if you leave it to dry, it literally leaves a residue. You're talking about like hard water. Hard water. Yeah, those yeah. are the
2: minerals that are in there. Where are the minerals coming from? The rocks, you know, from, you know, from like the reservoir or from underground aquifers, whatever stones are native to that area. Oh, you have like a salt tank that treats it or
1: something. Yeah, we
0: have right. a salt tank, so that does it. Yeah. So f- last, last question I have for you, what city has the best tasting tap water? Ooh, do you know this? Ooh, What do you feel like? Because they all taste differently. They have to they taste They do, and right? it's because
2: of the minerals. I, I does hasn't New York City always won?
0: So good. It's so good.
2: Right? I think it's because the water comes from upstate New York. It's not from New York City.
0: I will have to say, if people in Los Angeles get upset about this, LA has some of the worst tasting tap water in the world. It's not good.
1: <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I only drink milk, so <laughs> no, I'm just uh, Mary Lee, this is like a genuine pleasure. I'm so glad that Ellen connected us to you. Yes. I mean, we talk about sewage more often
0: than you would think you want to be our resident, uh, yeah.
2: sure. water expert. Call me yeah. anytime.
0: By the way, so the water that goes in your toilet is the same water that goes out of your faucet where you'd wash your face. Correct. Right? So it's the same. yeah.
2: As long as you don't leave anything like stewing, it's okay if the dog wants to drink out of there. <laughs>
0: right. Or
1: if I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah, there's no separate pipes for toilet water, sink water, dish water, whatever it Shower water, you know, it's all the same There is some water.
2: new construction, though, where they do gray water. Well, they'll collect rainwater mm. on the roof and use that to flush the toilets. So then you're not using drinking quality water for for like plumbing purposes, you know what I mean? But it's you would have to have like an a really RV. sophisticated. They need
1: to they need rebrand gray water if they want that to catch up. Yeah. That's not something
0: yeah. you want to have. Semi-poo water. <laughs>
2: it's not, <laughs> it's just
1: rainwater that they're,
0: they're using. Oh my God. Anyway, Mary Lee, thank you. Happy new year. Thank you for joining us and uh, really appreciate it. Thank you very thank much. Thank
2: you. Love you guys.
0: Um, I, w- I told you, dude. I told you. <laughs> You're scared of the EMP. I know. I feel you. That's, one of the worst things that could happen Here, here's what I, here's why i'm like
1: i'm being a little casual about your your thing is like is is that really the top of the concerns if like the power grid in the world gets knocked out <laughs> that is my first
0: legitimately <laughs> two things air conditioning <laughs> and 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 and, I mean, and 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 plumbing there's so
1: many other things that are going to stop working before that i have i
0: can have shelf stable food i can take care of all that stuff you know and again, in in the event that there is the end of the world, marauders and and roving bands of people that you know, <laughs> are like there's a, it's just pure anarchy. I feel good about my skill set to survive.
1: I've, I I understand that, but if God forbid, someone's like, but you can't flush the toilet, <laughs> you're just going to commit ritual suicide.
0: No, I'm just like you see all these post-apocalyptic movies, and they go into home. And I'm like, maybe that's not accurate. <laughs> Maybe water isn't going to run. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. Now that's my fear too. Great. <laughs> so now I'm also afraid of this.
3: When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
0: What else are we going to talk about today? Um, Last night was the first night I went out in many, many, many days, mm-hmm. still recovering from shingles, I potentially gave chickenpox to my kids. <sighs> my son maybe potentially gave me pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> like so
1: he says all. By the way, everybody, he says all this sitting two and a half feet from me. <laughs> so it's just whatever. Whatever the kids. Got,
0: no, it's I now gone, say. and, and the, they got vaccinated, so it, it was relatively mild. Um, and what I did tell Chris is. It feels like I'm developing a sore throat. So I'm just telling you right now that I've I, as I talk and I breathe polluted particles of my <laughs> straight like, this way. Yeah, straight your way. I'm just letting you know that right. I I I this is uh I feel okay so long as we don't do
1: that thing that like uh like uh, bands will do where like Bono and the Edge share a microphone for a second. So long as we don't do that,
0: I feel no, like No, okay. I I I, <laughs> I it was a minor sore throat that is clearly getting worse. And I have I have to be in New York next week.
1: Dude, did you get this? Did you, did you, are you just weakened from the isolation? Did you get sick like this
0: pre-COVID? I was sick all the time, actually. Oh, okay. Because of travel. Right. And I didn't wear a mask. Oh, that will knock you out all the time. Yeah. I was sick all the time. Yeah. And, and, and stressed. Yeah. Anyway, I had a moment of, I broke down a little bit today because I I legitimately have been sick for like two months straight since Halloween. And I was like, really? I had one day of no pain from the shingles, (laughs) Mm -hmm. no flu, no RSV. And I I just was like, come on, man. Yeah. This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) This has to stop. in some ways, it feels similar to maybe how an athlete might think. I was thinking about Clay Thompson today of the Golden State Warriors. Mm. Where was like, oh, Recover. tears his Achilles, and then blows out his ACL, and then tears his Achilles again. It was something like it just is. How do you get up to just? I feel
1: you, man. The hits keep coming.
0: I, I, I don't. I can't. I can't take this anymore. It has <laughs> just
1: broken me in half. But like the, I think the existential part of that, and I, I feel this too. Like, some days I'll just, I'll be like, there's nothing I can do about this. I'm like, what am I
0: going to do? I don't know. As you can see now, I'm really down. <laughs> thinking about how sick I've been. <laughs> I just want to have a day of health. <laughs> of nothing wrong with me. Is that so hard to ask? <laughs> and this is, a, this is where, as terrible as quarantine was, for two plus years.
1: Oh, I wasn't never, sick at all. N- no sick. I'm I feel so bad for you dave i'm gonna i'm gonna am gonna send your your story in to make a wish and maybe we can get you on the field okay. uh gas stoves are all over the news
0: when we had that talk uh with the great John Dor when he was um promoting his book about saving the world in terms of the actions we can do to make our future not terrible for our future our kids and there are things that we can do one of which is going to be the phase out and this is going to happen the phase out of gas to induction i'm totally okay with it we don't have that's not okay you don't have a choice so (laughs) (laughs) okay but I, i want i think so i this this conversation keeps
1: happening and like all the articles i'm reading i don't feel like any of them uh every article i've read is just like and this is happening they're arguing about it and it'll probably happen but like who knows." But, like, it has to happen.
0: You're going to be grandfathered in, just just as most automobiles, I think. I don't remember what the law is, but at a certain date, they all have to be electric. Yeah. Well, guess what? (laughs) Explain all you want. So can we talk
1: about this from a purely, like, put aside, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion, right? So long as, like, the electrical grid continues to be cleaned up and we can maybe shift more to solar, wind, whatever, whatever, and electricity is cleaner, this has to happen. But let's talk about it strictly from a, let's say today, Chang, I took out your gas stove. Because you gas at home, right? Yeah. I took out your gas stove and replaced you with an induction
0: top. What would you be am I'm, all, I'm regretting. I, I, listen, I have a beautiful Heston range, and it's awesome. But I'm wondering, should I have gone induction? And the main reason why, and just being very honest here, which I always am, the main reason why I didn't do induction, even though I knew it, and I do like the technology, and induction's gotten infinitely better in 20 years. It's still sort of a pain in the ass, but it will get better and better. It has every year. As I couldn't cook could, could on it, do not be on it. Mm. Um, that was the only reason. It's Cleanup is it's so much easier. It's not as intuitive because of all the the buttons <laughs> well, and turning it right, on. and, it's, like and a, it's a fucking Star Trek control panel. Yeah. And if you have one pot on and it's a little wet or it's not on, there's all of this finicky stuff to make it work. That's not fun. But you mm, know, the donabe I, is interesting. The donabe was the only reason why I didn't. But I have been told that there's donabes being developed that will be you you can be able to be cooked on induction. Goddamn! So I, I'm not worried about that.
1: <sighs> can I can I ask because what you just said is the the one thing that gives me pause because I also have looked at my gas range and I've been like. Uh, You know, this is irresponsible. I should probably be starting with induction here. (laughs) But like the point you just said about like, just adjusting your induction. And we know like lots of people in Europe who have these induction stoves. I feel like where we are with induction is, is also where we were with electric hybrid cars before this current generation, where it was like, oh, it's electric. So it has to be, it has to look different and all the controls should be different. For me, and maybe this exists and I just haven't seen it, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. If there were an induction stove that was just controlled by knobs like a gas stove, I would just it's, immediately be like, yes, we're, we're, I'm in. we'll get there. We'll get I'm there. In. No question. But like right now you gotta like touch a touch screen and it doesn't work and the slider and you can't turn up the heat and
0: you can't control it, like that drives me crazy. <laughs> I remember the f- this is how weird this is. I remember the first time I was told of this way of cooking with electricity, called induction.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I was freshly out of cooking school. My friend was a commie at Ducasse Essex House, and he had a Maltini range that was all induction, no gas. Hmm. And he was talking about a walk. I was like, what? They have a walk station there? He said, yeah, we don't know what to do with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was an induction an walk An
0: induction station. walk. Oh, crazy. Crazy. Um, I just couldn't wrap my head around it, and then you, there were there were there were induction stoves, but I never cooked on induction. I cooked on electric coils. Right. A lot of homes have these electric coils, very similar to a hot water kettle working, and which those are, work great. Which are very different, just in case. Very different. Know. Very it's very different. similar to the c- old cigarette lighter yeah, in the car. In the car. <laughs> but I never even knew what induction was, and then. You know, many restaurants, especially around that time, you would set up a station. You might have an induction burner that would inevitably always break. They're, they were poorly made and very, very fickle. And, uh, you know, shout out to Ducasse for making that switch way That's back when early. early. Um, But it still hasn't come far enough. Right. Having an electric range in a Multini is one thing that is. The Bugatti of, Stones, right. and I've had one, I've had two of them, they're beautiful. Also, just sometimes a pain in the ass to work with, right? You can't complain, because right. you have, this you know,
1: but. Right, you can't complain that the, the radio dials on your Bugatti are
0: The problem weird. with a lot of these fancy ranges, and I've worked on many of them over the years, if they break. You've got to wait for someone from Europe to fly to right. your restaurant. You
1: have to wait for the guy. Yeah. The Voltini guy. The guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and mean, this is legitimate. It, it is a problem. Yeah. So uh, as beautiful as they are, if you are not close, to, just as a tip, if you have an ability to get a three hundred to $300,000 minimum range,
1: We've got a restaurant for
0: you. (laughs) Careful (laughs) about what you should be asking is warranty and service. Right. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people that do it well, but they're like, I don't know how to use this thing. This is a rocket ship. Right. So it's getting easier to use and better. So I'm 100% pro, mainly because I'm tired of cleaning up from gas. And, you know, if that's what we got to do, then that's what we got to do. Right. Simple. I, who, what are you going to do, Chris? <laughs> are you going to be one of these, you know, create a group like the anti-vaxxers and say, this is against our civil rights. Like, well, that is happening, I believe.
1: And really? I, I think people are like losing their shit about it because like, just, just think about this issue, Chang. Like this has all the hallmarks for crazy people to put, like to stick the plant, their flag in the ground. Like you want to take the fire out of my house? You're, you're taking away my right to f- my my right to f- bear
0: fire? <laughs> like are you crazy? And you want to put this high-fluting machine in here? Well, I'm pretty sure Brett Kavanaugh is going to f- tie this to the second amendment.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying exactly. <laughs> like you're taking my fire,
0: you know, over my dead
1: body kind of shit. I think it's coming. But like do you see okay, so do not base aside are there well, cooking adv- are there I, performance I, listen. advantages? <sighs>
0: it gets hotter quicker. It boils water. It, it just is, it's a cleaner way of cooking and it can at times be more efficient in time. But the this goes back to one of the, it's changed clearly. It's the, I don't w- want to use the word toxic masculinity. That's not it. It's more of a kind of cooking in higher end cooking where they feel that it has to be old school. Yeah, Everything's like got to be traditional, and yeah. you're messing it up. And it, it, there is a little bit of it's the same kind of oh, I don't want to work. And I I felt this way. I don't want to pastry because it's not cooking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So dumb. I've already made. I, I can't explain how stupid and short sighted that was. Um, but there is that contingent of people that were uh, opposed to modern cooking, opposed to hydrocolloids, opposed to modern techniques. They just wanted to cook with fire. And that was it. And I understand that. But I think the problem was you can't hate something without knowing how it works. Right. And I just don't think people are going to take the time to understand induction technology, potentially. It's a difference when you have no choice. But the way I link I, I linked the, uh, the acceptance of induction cooking and the allergic potential reaction to that is something very similar to... I'm not changing from the imperial system to metric system. I'm not going to cook with a gem scale or gram scale. I'm not going to use, you know, XYZ that is cool and fashionable or or whatever, because all I need is fire. And that kind of thinking, I hate. (laughs) I hate it so much. Yeah. But we're never going to change that. And I link it to modern cooking. We've never embraced it which is why it's never going to work in this country. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I, don't, I know that a, seems a, a stretch, but I do tie that acceptance to how people feel about it. And, you know, I remember when people were cooking in sous vide for the first time. I'm not going to cook in bags. That sucks. That's lame. The science is beautiful. Yeah, A lot of home cooks do it, which I don't understand why you would. <laughs> but for a specific kind of cooking, it's a technique that gets beautiful results. But there was a lot of resistance to it from very, very, very accomplished chefs. My meat needs to breathe. I heard that a lot, actually. My meat, the beef needs to breathe. I was like, what are you talking about? Wait, uh, you. There's I, a chef that you, I did. You legitimately heard a human being tell you that the meat. Two. <laughs> I, I won't name their names, but they're both three mission Star chefs <laughs> <laughs> that I worked with yeah. in, in one off, in, in like guest events and stuff needs to breathe. But they said the same thing, right? And, and, and I said, "What are you talking about?" I understand that actually, the you want it to breathe, it, it, that you don't want it to sit in its own. J- I get to a certain degree, but the entire process of your beef cooking needs to breathe. I just, it didn't make any sense to me. Listen, I'm also talking about two of the greatest chefs of all time. So who am I? Sure. Sure, I just I just think like unless you're talking
1: about like making shark you know, salami or whatever like.
0: Well, again, we got off topic talking about sous vide cookery.
1: But... My meat needs to breathe. It's just not a sentence any anybody, especially a man, should ever be uttering. <laughs> just don't say my meat needs to breathe. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel you. If if I could like hassle free tomorrow change your stove out, you know, or, or change you to induction, like you would take the plunge.
0: Yeah. I I, I I really would do it if it wasn't the ass getting it out. Yeah. Um, we have to. It's the e- easiest thing we can all do to improve the environment.
1: Yeah. And the, it should it should also be said like it's a it's a slightly different issue, but like having done you know a a not insignificant amount of work in like climate change stuff, clean cook stoves in developing countries is like one of the first things they do to like reduce carbon footprint. Like. <laughs> gas, natural gas, like gas stoves are are not great.
0: But- well, Chris, this is just something that, again, human software changes our hardware doesn't. So you can go back in time and probably pinpoint a group of people that were cooking in, with coal, which a lot of actually people in the world still cook with coal, but we're talking about, say, America and France. I'm sure that there were chefs and just people in general that sucks. <laughs> I don't want to cook with gas. <laughs> that's so stupid. Look at that, that's lame. Right. It's, it's, not, it's not cooking. <laughs> this, you, I, I, you have you have r- <laughs> I have a whole person, my entire kitchen is designed to have this 12 year old kid be a coal runner to well, run know, coal and you, coal you, keep you this know, thing you hot. Know, you you already sent this guy kind to of school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's
1: this kid going to do now?
0: And I'm sure, for sure, people were thinking, no, because I've seen this. I, again, a chef that I work for, I'm not using a gem scale. I'm not using a calculator. Right.
1: Right. I feel, I feel, I feel optimistic that this change will happen because I mean, the slight difference to sous vide cooking to Imperial versus Metric is like, other than the equipment, In some stuff, I don't like, I'm not practically
0: changing the process. Like, what I put in the pan is the same. I'm gonna throw something different at you. We've talked about it a lot, but I think it needs to be revisited. When do you think that America will adopt the metric system? If ever. When China takes over? (laughs)
1: Like, I don't think ever. I don't think ever. When?
0: Why? Spoggles my mind. We'll never do that. (laughs) But it's changed slowly. It has. It's creeping up more recipes in grams. Sure. I remember when we did the first Momo book. We wanted the co chapter to be all in grams because everything was. And publisher was. "Mm -mm."
1: Here's what I okay. That's as tiny as like a as a as a book nerd. Like one little pet peeve of mine is like I would love to see books that just commit to it. Like if if you wanted to publish all gram recipes, I would say do it. I hate seeing like a recipe that's like that gives you gram ounces and volume. And then and just one confusing line. I'm just like, no, just give me
0: one. But the reason I bring it up, even though it seems like way off topic in terms of what we were talking about, is that it's the same stubborn mentality adverse to change. Yeah, And I've said this time and time again, if you want exact, when, what other part of culture of how we live in society today, where we want less accurate information, it is, when you start to think about it, it boggles the mind mm-hmm. that we don't want exactness. Every other part, well, even sports, well, there's a chip in the ball now to know that if it, you know, right. well, that little sliver is what we, we, we crave exactitude. Mm-hmm. It's this whole thing with food. It deals with also somehow tied, in my opinion, just thinking out loud to we need food to never be expensive. Right. In some way, I don't know what the hell it is that we feel both agree that in our lifetimes we'll never embrace the more exact measurement system—liters for gasoline, mm-hmm. grams—but I have seen it now. It's happening. I mean, we again, it the change has happened in one place, and we've talked about it over and over again. It happens with drug dealing. Will you go to a, a marijuana store? They're selling it to you in grams. Right. You know why? They want it exact. Right. There's no more ounces. There's no more quarters. There's no more dime bags. None of that shit matters you know anymore. Because
1: they, lo- they would lose so much fucking money. <laughs> that makes, makes a difference. Way.
0: So that inability to embrace change is tied to the same I'm not, I'm always going to cook with fire. Mm hmm. Some of these things are inevitable, but there's something about our culture that prevents us from even embracing the inevitable, right. which I'm, I, I don't understand. And it is getting confusing. I, I can't even think in grams anymore. There was a period where I have, but now it's like when I think about Korean and Japanese languages, it's all mixed up into one. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I can't even envision 500 grams, 400 grams, five grams anymore
1: i I used to you sort of joked about it when we talked about like the the fire stuff we were joking about like oh someone's gonna kavanaugh's gonna tie this to like the second amendment but like uh that mentality is part of it it's the same if that's the mentality it's like it's not just like it's not you just described it as like a refusal to embrace change and i think a lot of people see it as like a refusal to be subjected to change or just like feel like something is being foisted upon them and it just people interpret freedom as like uh, never having like a suggestion impinge upon what they're doing. Like, I don't want to be even, what do you mean? My, my way is less you know how stupid. The imperial system is? <laughs> but that's
0: right there. What you just said. So if people you will take that as an insult, if you weigh yourself at like a boots pharmacy store, it comes in stones, <laughs> stones, <laughs> right? Right. You're like 12 stones. What the fuck is that? Well,
1: you roughly weigh about as much as 12 big rocks that I pulled out of the river 300 years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a foot. Where do you think a foot came from? Well, this is roughly the size of a human foot.
1: <laughs> it's so crazy. Can you imagine if doctors had to work in imperial they're just like, "Eh, give them more or less like an ounce of medicine." Yeah.
0: Just like, "Give my like eight and a quarter ounces." <laughs>
1: Just eyeball that shit, man. Like, it makes no sense. But people again, are insulted when you, would if you were to, just the insinuation that like the way we do it, and I'm not trying, listen, I am I am as American as they get, but I think there is like an American mentality that like, that's an assault on me. You're yeah. telling me my system's Well, worse? we can end it
0: here in the sense of this. And it's, 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 it's very similar to our, again, we're not embracing, again, expensive restaurants. We're just, why can't food be seen like everything else in the best of class restaurant. Again, fine. Somebody give me an explanation why we shouldn't change to the metric system. What would you put on the
1: okay the Bay Club hat? Without the numbers, changing over to the system would involve changing miles to kilometers. And so much of our national highway infrastructure is based on mile markers and mile systems. Changing that all over, all of the signs that say a quarter mile, half a mile, a mile, would cost taxpayers billions of dollars to change. That's my, that's my debate club
0: argument. I don't disagree with you at all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I'm like... But it's like the dumbest reason. <laughs> it's like, it's dumb. But at some point, we had to pave those roads over dirt. At some point, we upgraded the asphalt to whatever it is today. At some point, we put neon signs that are weatherproof. uh, uh, We've done improvements along the way.
1: This, I'm feeling like goosebumps over this because like, what I think of is like, I think we're getting to the core of something else here, which is like, as a nation, there have been many times through our history where we've said, this is the harder way, but it's the better way, and we need to come together and just do it. Right. Like, I don't think like it feels it feels so far away. The idea. Can you imagine? Like, it will never change. Here's a question. When do you think the next time we'll see a constitutional amendment is? I don't know. I can't imagine our country ever like the the, the the numbers required, whatever, it's three quarters of the of the of the House of Representatives, whatever. I can't imagine us ever getting together and doing anything again as a country, like
0: making an actual change. I'm, I'm just keeping it simple. Give me one reason legitimately why we should have moved to the medias <laughs> i don't wanna <laughs> like how is it just someone tell me i am better how is it better well i mean it's cute inch inch is a cute word <laughs> <laughs> americans might forget how big a foot is if we don't can you look up again there's only two other countries in the world i believe it's um iran no no, this we're not it's Libya. It's Libya. No, it's it's Libya, us, and another country. It's the United States, and then it's Libya, Liberia, Liberia. There it is, Liberia, which I
1: believe was uh, <laughs> uh, and, and and Myanmar. Um, sorry, Liberia. I was gonna take us down an entirely crazy digression. No, we have
0: we're we're <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just us, Liberia, and and Myanmar, guys. A coalition of the
0: willing. <laughs> I have no words. Please. Uh, you know, if you're elected official, you know how to get out of office and lose badly by trying to run your campaign on... <laughs> uh, with cha- My, what, are, what are your pro- campaign promise? I'm I'm going to ensure that we move from the imperial system to the metric system. <laughs> no one has gotten less votes in their history of their lives. Do you think there's
1: a movement in any country in the world to move from metric to imperial? <laughs> Uh, really quick i want in your off time chang this liberia thing took me down a rabbit hole the other day that i'm coinciding with now the president of liberia is a man named i'm gonna pronounce this wrong uh george weah who (laughs) is the father of U.S. Men's National Team, yeah, Tim. Soccer, Tim Weah, George is used to be d'Or winner. Yeah, one of the greatest soccer players, soccer players of all time. Of all time. Tim and Weah now,
0: is a place for uh, Lil. Yep, in the uh, uh, French league. But his fucking father is the president of yeah.
1: Liberia. Like yeah. he's like reading his Wikipedia the other day. Anybody who's who's bored and has fifteen minutes
0: should read that. He's one of the most fucking fascinating people in the world. I didn't know that. It's crazy. Um. So, I was thinking again on our conversation about where the next thing is happening, and the one of the reasons why this place that i'm going to mention didn't come up at first was because it's already developed much like West palm dallas whatever and it's been this hotbed for quite some time but i would if if I was going to buy stock over the next five years, you know it's going to be in Nashville as a food city. I think you're about to see a lot of chefs that have never been to Nashville. Open up in Nashville. Soon. What makes you say that? Zero state tax. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. An extremely robust culinary scene and hospitality scene. Mm-hmm. Music. I love Nashville. Sean Brock has one of the most important restaurants right now in Audrey. And, you know, you, I, I think there are going to be a lot of chefs that are opening up something down there. And it's an awesome town. And even though people say it's all super developed, it is going to go through a real, I think, super boom in the next two, three years. Names that you never thought would open up there are going to have pretty big things. And if I had to bet on where a lot of the shifting focus would be in terms of the culinary conversation, it's going to happen in a place like Nashville. That would be a bet. I'd say I'll put that over West Palm, which is going to take years, maybe never. Dallas. I put Nashville at the top. Well, the reason why I think this is interesting is
1: because I, I feel like there's a, a lot of people who would look at Nashville already and see, you know, Sean there, see um what is it? Like Cappert seat that's in Nashville. They would see a lot of these restaurants and be like, it's already Nashville's already a thing.
0: Yeah, but now you have the second wave. But you're Just saying like coffee.
1: It's gonna become this is the second wave is coming.
0: It's gonna be a it's gonna be a whole thing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be a place where you have to go. You're not going to know food in America unless you go to Nashville. Well, and it's got everything. It's a great airport. I love Nashville. It's an awesome town. And many people moved there in the pandemic. I think it's it is got all the factors to become the, the big, big, big place to eat. He just said something interesting. And also sad. I'm just shout out to Arnold's. Arnold's closed. Um, Sean Brock introduced it to me years ago. And he's like, I think this is the best restaurant in Nashville. The service that they had, the the sort of the internal R&D that they did, the the joy that it gave people. Wait,
1: Arnold's Country Kitchen is closing? Closing, yes. Fuck me.
0: Yeah. I had
1: to get to Nashville. Mm-hmm. You just said something interesting. You said it'll be one of these cities that you can't know American food without going to that city. You get five cities off the top of your head. Somebody's never been to America. Where do they have to go to know for you to say, like, and, and eat well and, and, and understand to
0: know American food? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all the major cities, man. but you're going to piss off some cities for sure. Uh, that's why I'm saying you only get five. Oh, man.
1: Sorry. This, <laughs> this is hard. Well, okay, let's knock. I'm going to knock one out. I, can I give you a freebie? Can I say New York is a given?
0: Yeah, of course. I'll give you a freebie. There's like, you know,
1: I'll give you a freebie and say New York is a given.
0: NYC, LA. No questions asked.
1: You want five in addition to New York? No, no, LA? no. You
0: can't have a top five without NYC and LA. All right, so we we'll fill out the. I'm saying I'll give you either three or four more to t- fill. I know, and there. I'm riding out at the cities <laughs> right now, and I, I am, I am, uh, I'm running into some issues here, um, because we're going to. I feel like Simmons now when he does his All Star team. Mm-hmm. People are gonna. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bill Russell and the Michael Jordan are or LeBron are in New York City, It's not even a question. Sure. sure. What's the rest find, of the story? Find time? me somebody that would say no. Okay. <laughs> and they need to. A... <laughs> That's that just ridiculous. All right. The NYC and LA he, he will never not be in the starting five. Do you agree or disagree
1: that in order for somebody to know American food, they have to have gone to a city with a true barbecue culture? Yes. What's that city? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's another one. We This is good. This is good. So I'm writing down D.C., Philly. You got NYC, L.A., Houston, Chicago, Miami, Austin, San Fran, Portland, Portland, New Charleston, New Orleans. Are we missing any... Any Houston. You Texas, let's see. Yeah. Houston, Austin, Dallas. Nigeria. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. and listen, I don't want to feel like Charles Barkley or talking about San Antonio. You're just not part of the equation. I, I, I. <laughs> no offense, San Antonio. There's nothing to do like that. I'm just saying you're not part of the equation. Right. I I beautiful I love San Antonio. You're just not this is it, it would be very similar to someone trying to argue that um uh, Devin Booker is better than Michael Jordan. It's like no, not happening. And I want and I want to clarify. You something can't again. tell me that Godfather Three is better than Godfather Two. That's just not <laughs> happening. I want
1: I want to clarify something here. We are specifically talking about the the five cities that will give you a picture of American food. This will help exclude some places that are great to eat but aren't going to be like essential to an understanding of American food. For like, I love going to. Honolulu, but that's not going to give you a picture of that's not essential to the picture of American food. Just throwing that out there.
0: This is hard. Oh man, this is so hard. <laughs> this is the hardest task ever given to me. Uh, Boston did not make the long list. Just saying. <laughs> I got to put Boston on there too. Shit. I totally forgot about that place. Love Boston. I'm going there next week. Um, is a place I, like I got to teach a teacher sm- class at Harvard. Are there,
1: are there smaller places like Maybe not at this moment, but like a city like Charleston with like something like that,
0: like a southern city. I guess you've got New Orleans. Well, you know, if you think about the significance of slavery in this country and how Charleston was the port, you cannot not say that Charleston isn't. So this is impossible. <laughs> you can't you, listen. You, you, being your McSweeney's fucking ass self, had to make this a. No, we're not doing it. I, 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 I protest the. Americano. Times you have put this on me. <laughs> this is just, I'm no, no. so happy. What I'm right now, now trying to say is what are the best if you only have five.
1: Oh, now you're just saying the best. You're refusing right. to answer my I'm refusing to answer American the Ameri- Americano.
0: Not just go to the best. This is some but like, I got I, I would put Activate. I would, I mean <laughs> listen. You would have to put at least two cities from the south, at least Yo. because that is American food. So Charleston, I would probably put Nashville, maybe, you know. New York, L.A. Now you're just doing best. And then it's like L.A., San Francisco. No, if it's L.A., uh, it's tough. Then it's Texas, I, I don't know. You can't do five. But now, best. Now we're giving the best food cities in America, starting five, first team, all-star <laughs> okay, NBA. Okay, okay. All-NBA.
1: I, I want to say one more thing before we do that. In the question of American food, this is something I want to think about generally, is there's a whole section, like the whole middle America thing that we have not thought about. And like, understanding what that food is, is probably essential to understanding American food, too. So, like, I don't know what that city is, even. Just, like, I'm talking about, like, the Dubuque, Iowa, the fucking, you know, I don't want, I'm about, I was about to lump Minneapolis with Dubuque, Iowa, but you know what I mean? Just, like, the stuff we don't think about. Anyway. That's hard. Top five.
0: Starting five at this moment. NYC and LA have to be in there.
1: Well, if you're doing best eating cities, now we're just talking about best eating cities and you're not going to put our old friendly Las Vegas on the oh long my, list. Oh, my
0: God. Shame <laughs> on me. Oh, my God. Oh my god! <laughs> that is it possible? Oh my god! Holy hell! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so embarrassed right now. What a glaring omission! We always forget about Vegas because it's too special. Well, NYC, LA, Vegas. Now, now we're getting. Now cities are going to get mad. Are you saying NYC,
1: LA, Vegas are your or three right off the They're bat? They're 100. All All right. Next two that make your list.
0: Come on. You also have to put Atlanta down there. Oh fuck! You need to put Atlanta. Yeah. There. All
1: right. Let me help you. You need to pick a southern city right now. You need to pick a southern city. I don't. I'm. I'm for me. I don't know how you don't say New Orleans.
0: But then Houston. Ah, man! Like I can't believe it. I, I. Well, I. What I can't believe is that this is. This is. This is, voting for the All NBA team.
1: There's no way to not...
0: First be, team. We've got to do two, two teams, three teams here. <laughs> Fine. You can
1: do as many teams as you want, but you got to name a first team first. Man, that's hard. People are going to be... Can I just say this? I think if you named Vegas as an all- Seattle all-U.S. second team, people would be chill. I think they'd be surprised to see you put that on your all-NBA first team. Vegas? I think that... I think I. I don't
0: just... I agree with it. No. I think there are people out there who are going to be Vegas shocked. is... Vegas is a positionless player yeah. that can do the Euro God, step.
1: I love eating in fucking Vegas.
0: No. <laughs> it, 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 it is the future of the NBA. It's the Luka Doncic of the NBA. You cannot not have a Las Vegas. Okay. All right. What's your southern city? Oh, man, this is hard. It really is Nashville, New Orleans, Houston. It's your shooting guard. Let's go. Really? Uh, I'm going. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going I mean, New Orleans has some of my favorite restaurants of all time, Houston, and Nashville is just the most modern of it all. It is the Vegas Nashville really is sort of the the, the Las Vegas of the South. Mm-hmm. It is people go there, like it's Las Vegas. It has some of the the entertainment that's like Las Vegas and the music and the mm-hmm. neon. I'm going Oh man, Nashville. I'm going to Nashville. Nashville okay. Nashville Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then whew. can you get a taste of can you get a taste of
1: barbecue in Nashville? A good taste? I've never been yeah. to Nashville.
0: You have um Pats. Mm. It's great. Um you got one more position, buddy. I mean, Chicago's got a lot of grain. I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is so hard. This is so hard. That's so many cities, man. It's so hard. God, man. But uh, Philly's good. I don't know what to do here. (laughs) This is the hardest task that's ever been given to anybody.
1: we got to think about this. You want a well-rounded first team here. You've got New York covering a lot. You've got New York covering the the cosmopolitan center of the universe. LA has diversity covered for everything. You've got your southern city. (laughs) Vegas is a fucking positionless Luka Doncic. What is missing from this picture? What is missing from your team? What skill are we missing from this team?
0: I'm going... You got sushi covered? This, Go. No, this really makes me mad. <laughs> I think you have to put San Francisco there. Oh, ho, ho, explain your thinking. It has the... If you want super high-end, it has the best super high-end. Yeah. I mean, like, that's not New York. Listen, San Francisco, super high-end... Bar, bar none. I, it doesn't make me. It, it's like Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I don't <know> what the, <laughs> you were missing your defense. <laughs> I don't want, but I don't want to. I, I don't know. I, I, I have to not do that. I, I'm not putting SF there. I'm going. I'm going Chicago, first team. NYC, Las Vegas, National, Chicago. Justify
1: your Chicago
0: pick. It also has 590. It also has. Oh, like, ah, oh, man, Houston or Chicago. Houston or Chicago. Austin, it, 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 this is so hard. I would just say, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not, Chicago's, I, I, don't know. I don't know. This is hard.
1: This Houston is hard. might give you something you're not getting with New York, LA. Chicago might be a little,
0: oh, Chicago's good. Chicago's good. I mean, I have no problem. Someone put Chicago, <laughs> no problem <laughs> All right. That's mine. I'm, I'm, I'm a, it's subject to change, but currently it's NYC, LA, Vegas, Nashville, Houston. And there's still no New Orleans in there, which is problematic. This wow, is... that list
1: is wild. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Why is that crazy? I I mean, it just I mean, it's
1: crazy because it's impossible. Because you could have said five different s- cities, and I feel like
0: that's strong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Taking this very seriously. I'm you again. I'm just going for the sheer diversity of Houston, has the most diverse ethnic groups in North America, I think even more than Toronto. Nashville, because it is the Vegas of the South, it's got everything, everything going on. Fuck New Orleans. Vegas, Vegas. It's got everything. Again, positionless. I, I, it, this whole team is positionless. NYC, LA, Vegas, Nashville, Houston. Uh, they could be point guards or centers doesn't matter uh (laughs) uh-huh
1: i'm sorry so just to be
0: clear chicago got kicked out for houston i'm going second team chicago new orleans san fran (laughs) sf for all those assholes you know no one goes to san fran well i do so fuck off um oh my god this is hard second team is even harder
1: Chicago, New Orleans, San Francisco, Austin. Philly. That's a strong second team. I, I actually think that that's... I look at that and I say, that's a second team squad.
0: Okay. Third team. You got Boston, Portland, Portland. I'm just writing out the ones that are left. Charleston, Miami, I'm sorry. You're saying Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Maine? Yeah. Good evening. I don't know third third team all NBA. Well, that's what really the, the this is where we, there's going to be a lot of discussion here. DC. Okay. Uh, I think we can have a uh, listen. The the first team, and second team, could clearly both be on the first team. There, all of it's interchangeable. Yeah. You know, what's remarkable about this.
1: This this in itself. We often, you know, we sit here out of love, out of love, out of love. We, we talk a lot of shit about eating in America, but this right here, watching you <laughs> scrambling like a fucking beautiful mind, page after page of notes, trying to figure out the five best eating cities in America. This is why I like, this is why
0: America is <laughs> great. Um, fuck. So again, top 10, in, you really could do any order there. New York, LA, Vegas, Nashville, Houston, Chicago, New Orleans, San Fran, Austin, Philly. All. I mean, you're just, mm-hmm. who's the, it, it, that's just all really interchangeable. Mine is not even, not easy for me to do. Where we, where you're going to get into real debate here is who makes the 13. <laughs> mm-hmm. So far left, I'm sure we're missing some cities. Uh, uh, Boston, what? major city, Boston, Portland, Portland, Charleston, Miami, Seattle. Washington DC, Atlanta, Minneapolis St Paul, Oklahoma City. Are we missing anything? Do you want
1: to hear the US News and World Report rankings? Yeah. The US News and World Report rankings, number 1 food best foodie cities in the US, number 1 San Francisco, number 2 New Orleans, number 3 Chicago, number 4 New York, number 5 Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Napa Valley. <laughs> Number seven, Charleston. <laughs> Number eight, Seattle. Number nine, Portland. Number ten, Houston, Nashville. San Diego's on here. Oh, San Diego, I forgot. Sonoma.
0: <laughs> no. That's all San
1: Fran. <laughs> Listen, I really, yeah, I mean, come on, guys.
0: Third team's fucking hard. So third team, I'm clearly putting Charleston there. Uh yeah. Uh, it's gotta be Charleston. Um,
1: I I I said it earlier, and now now that we're talking about the third team, I and I know you haven't spent much time there, but like I actually genuinely think I do some of my best
0: eating in, when I'm in Honolulu. Oh shit. Oh man, that's another one. Oh, we're talking about lower 48.
1: Come on, throw them a bone. Why can't they be in those lists?
0: Come on. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> I mean, I guess you put aspen down there too. It's a fucking you know. <laughs> It's
1: really hard, man. I mean, let's see what U.S. Washington Post has. Let's see what their top five are: Houston, New Orleans, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland. Portland. Charles one in
0: the country. Which Portland? Oregon. This is so, I I I don't know if I can do thirteen. <laughs> Come on, man! People's people's contracts are tied to this, dude bonuses oh my god
1: (laughs) just fucking death spiraling over here
0: it's like DC. i mean the hardest part is seattle dc atlanta minneapolis i mean that you have to have charleston you have to have boston question is is portland like pacific northwest portland or seattle You, you you know what do you do And no disrespect to any of these cities. We're just trying to be as a... To be in the conversation is an honor. Could you put Seattle in the top five? No. Could you put Portland in the top five? At what point is it better than New York City, LA, Vegas, Nashville, Houston? And I love Portland. I love eating in all these fucking cities. But that's not what some magazine's going to (laughs) say. I'm (laughs) full quoting some bullshit. (laughs) On the heels of the Kirkland Costco chicken controversy, Dave Chang says
1: he hates Seattle. Um, shit! Can you? Okay, you
0: you you answer. Seattle or Portland? It's hard. Oh, <laughs> Seattle. Seattle does have. I mean, Portland has good Southeast Asian food. Yeah, it's got Peter Cho and his team and his restaurants. But Seattle's got better Asian food. It just does. As a baseline, hundred percent. As a base, yes.
1: Ah, fuck. It's very
0: tough. It's very tough. I mean, I could see someone saying, well, is Philly in the top 10? Philly's fucking good, man. Yeah, it is very good. <laughs>
1: Italian-American
0: food? Fuck. It's very good. Yeah. Um, People are... There's, there's only 15 spots. All right, what
1: are the locks for,
0: team, for third team? Charleston is the only real lock. But...
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out. Miami, no.
0: Miami, I. you could even put Miami in the second team. I
1: think a Pacific Northwest city deserves a spot in the in one of these teams. So pick one. In the top 10? In the top 15. In the third team, they deserve a spot. There's, they, haven't, they have no representation yet. I think Seattle or Portland belongs in the third team. Oh, man.
0: I don't uh, I'm, oh, Austin, Austin Lockhart. I, 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 <laughs> this is fucking amazing to me. He's just in pure conniptions here. I, I really don't want to make anyone mad either. I, I Just there's so many great players, so many great players. This is not any indication. It's a great time to be watching basketball, my friend. Yeah, I mean, is Charleston even? I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I, Miami really currently should be in the top ten, but who's who? Who takes Miami's? You know. Austin?
1: Treat this, treat this like treat this like the NBA. Miami has uh, I think you can tell me if you feel otherwise. I feel like Miami has great legacy restaurants, but is Miami at this exact moment, did this is this season that Miami's playing
0: third team all NBA? No, it's second team. Oh, it could even man. be first team. <laughs> oh, this fuck. season, this season Miami's in first team. Oh, this, fuck. oh you know what? Let's do by the, the <laughs> we cannot start over. We can't start, start over. No, no I would say over. if you were going by those rules, currently the season number, like season. First, the 2022 season, Miami, Nashville, NYC, LA.
1: Vegas is still having a Vegas. good season, bro. Vegas is
0: having the now best that, season of all time. Now
1: that, okay. We got to stop. We got to, we can't keep doing this, but that right there, wild. I mean, the 2022 season. All NBA, we got to think of a different term. All USA first team
0: eating cities. This season, Miami's having a triple, averaging a triple double. Is like the Nikola <laughs> Jokic? J- 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 oh, oh, oh. Are Miami, Nashville, New York, Los Angeles,
1: and Vegas?
0: I mean, I think you could potentially not have Nashville in there because it's more of a 2023 moving forward bet. Futures bet, but he could clearly be in the, the first team for 2022. For 2022, this is Miami, the, the for sure Miami, for sure NYC, for sure LA, for sure Vegas. The fifth spot could really be anyone.
1: As I watch you do this and I watch Portland just continue to slip slide around this conversation, I think about Dame Lillard.
0: <laughs> well, that's a good example. Is Dame Lillard first team? Can be? Do I want them? Of course I do. Do I? <laughs> Is he gonna make it? No. <laughs> I mean, twenty twenty three. That that's that's it. It just I, I'm gonna move Nashville out for twenty twenty two, and I'm going to put Minneapolis. Oh, 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 They had some important restaurants. Yeah. We still owe Ann came a visit. Yep and Sean, one restaurant of the year? Yep. So that 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 that's, you know,
1: we have we're running out of studio time. Declare. Just stop hedging. Your 2022-2023 all USA first team eating cities in America
0: are Just say, come on. My, Miami, NYC, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. <laughs> Man, Minneapolis had a good year. Don't be afraid. Go to Minneapolis. Don't be afraid. It doesn't have the historical depth, but the season has been very strong for them.
1: All right. We got to open a Discord channel specifically for this. Gavin,
0: open up another. There's just a lot of shit going on there. Listen, man. You don't have to justify your picks to me. (laughs) No one. I mean, listen. uh, Miami. Man, this is so hard. I don't know what the fifth pick is. I can't. I can't. My team's 14 only. This is the thing. If you...
1: <laughs> Rather than award a fifth team, he's just making it all... Present. 14. I vote present. <laughs> I mean, for anybody who ever complains about trying to list the all-NBA first teams, you try to fucking make a list of five. <laughs> like, it's fucking hard.
0: Yeah, I mean, we should do this. We should ask people. We should vote it and anonymously collect the votes from our friends in the food industry. And see how many votes it happens because that's the only the true way to do it is to get, you know,
1: I think we provide the deviations I, yes. on and statistical deviations. I, I like the idea that it's season to season though, right? So it should be like here are the openings of this year, here are the restaurants that are you know et cetera
0: et cetera et cetera. So you can see the stats of the year. Let's do it. All right, Miami, NYC, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Nashville and Minneapolis it is very hard, man. And I, any of them could be. We there. cannot end the podcast on a hedge. Pick one
1: of the two, and the list is getting published. <laughs> I've literally never seen you struggle this hard over anything. This is fucking hilarious.
0: I, I'm going to Minneapolis. All right, for 2022, we had a very strong Let's year. See, the only way, okay, give us five stars. <laughs> Just, yeah.